Sunday dinner. The weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter thing. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of swing. And I am Twilisha Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to Dining Dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. You can hate me. You can go out there and say anything you want about me, but you will love me later because I told you the truth. Mary J. Blige. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Showgirl Sunday Dinner. We are so happy to have you all with us. Today, our episode is about hateration in the dancery. Mm -hmm. So Mary J. Blige was a completely appropriate quote for the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all just love Queen Mary, so... She's the only Queen Mary that I acknowledge. Hello. So, <laughs> um, this week we'll get started with our sparkle and shine. My sparkle and shine of the day is Raven Von Scrumptious. Yes. 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 The woman who cannot possibly take a bad picture. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my God. Her selfies are always so fucking on point. I can't mm-hmm. even stand it. And I was trying to figure out who my sparkling shine was today, and I wasn't really sure who I wanted it to be. And I opened up my Instagram, and there is Raven's story, and she's wearing these gorgeous pasties that Pearl de Morta made. And I'm like, damn, can this girl take a bad picture? I don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. So big snaps up Yay. to Raven and all of her selfie skills. And I don't know how you do it, girl. Teach me your ways. Because yes. I need help with, with the <laughs> photograph situations. Because my pictures never look like Aww. that. <laughs> You're fierce. Okay, okay. We're going to work on the fierce face. Okay. Yes. <laughs> not, not the fist face. Yeah. The fierce, fierce face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Sepia, and my sparkle and shine is G's Louise. Yeah. Um, I saw this clip on Facebook, and... <laughs> we all did. Yeah. <laughs> G's was Dominique Devereaux from Dynasty, yeah. just as classy and gorgeous and beautiful as she wants to be. With her crutches, mm. <laughs> and she's having a fight out there. But you don't. You then you don't. You realize. Wait a minute. She her, she has crutches, yeah. and then you're like, that woman yeah. <laughs> has so much drive mm. and persistence in life. Yes. She is always on her grind yeah. and doing it beautifully. Yes classy and she's my sparkle and shine because yeah. if I have to have crutches and stuff <laughs> I want to be able to get in a fight too no. and, and look like I'm, I'm just as beautiful and as Jeez Louise yes. Jeez Louise you're my sparkle and shine girl. That's so that was so funny I'm like you're a plum fool okay. like, I, I was dying it was so good it was so cutely choreographed yeah. like, I love it so good. <laughs> I'm like is Dynasty yeah. <laughs> Bring it back a little bit like that. Yes, hey, this, yes. The glitter force is strong within that one. Mm. It is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, this is But I Love. And today, my sparkle and shine is the lovely Smiley LaRoe. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she's so blushing! 
she is smiling and turning into a rose, literally. So smiley la rose rings from the LBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Long Beach, California, for those who don't know. Now she's in the lovely San Diego, sunny San Diego, um, going to UCSD. Uh, she's getting her PhD in ethnic studies, focusing in the study of sexuality. Yes. I said that right? Yes, you did. Yes. yes. <laughs> so she is our awesome guest today. She's been hanging out with us and smiling and drinking and eating. Yes. And in the mix, and we love her and we appreciate her for being here with us. So if yes. you hear extra giggles, that's what it is. <laughs> so did you want to say anything? Um, introduce um, yourself a little bit more? Yeah. Raven, I love you, by the way. Hot mamacita. <laughs> I'm here because of you. You yes. inspire me, too. Every time I'm in that classroom in the soloist workshop, freaking out, you calm me down. So yes. thank you, Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I say? So I love the topic of today because in my own work, I talk about haters all day. <laughs> and as they say, fuck haters. And I really do believe that. And I yeah. think that's a, a feminist act mm-hmm. to not care about haters but in general like my work is dealing with working class pleasures sexuality um i talk a lot about respectability politics anti-respectability politics mm-hmm. and my dissertation talks about jenny rivera who's the person that i'm will be performing for yes. in february so that y'all and I'm not gonna you know I was telling them that I'm so shy and they're gonna help me yeah, yeah. yeah they are. and help me through the costuming to putting yes. the rhinestones on so we appreciate yes. you yes. thank you so much for being here yeah, yeah, and I'm happy that she's here cause seeing more women of color and I don't, I don't know if you identify as plus size. I don't know if you identify I do, okay. I do. She's another plus size. Gordi Buena. So in Spanish, we have this term called Gordi Buena. Uh-huh. It means sexy, fat woman. Oh, oh I like Gordi Buena. Gordi Buena. Gordi Buena. Yeah. 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 That's, that's sexy. sexy. That's sexy. That's a good. Yes. So look out for her San Diego. We're taking the fuck over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, You'll see her in are... the student... The Glitter Tribe Student Burlesque mm-hmm. Showcase in mm-hmm. February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also a shout out to Coco because she's been my teacher and helping me yes. out. And I had a, a, a one-on-one with her yesterday. I was giggling so much. And, she, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if I can get through you, I can get through anyone. Because yes. you have some intense eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you giggle so much because your name, it just fits perfectly. Yep, and you're turning red out of love. I love I love I'm like it. It's the wine, y'all. But I did feel like I was around all these celebrities. Oh, my God. Girl. (laughs) Because we listen to these. I mean, people are working out. I personally was laying in bed last night listening to y'all. And so we're in very intimate settings listening to y'all. So it's like, Mm. I wonder how they look. Where are they at when Um. they're recording? So today I got to just... Feel that out. Yeah. And it was exactly what I expected. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so natural and you know that y'all really love each other. Yes. And we can yeah. hear that on the other side. So thank you. Yay. At least you didn't say we're a complete hot mess. <laughs> 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 I, 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 
<laughs> this is also true. <laughs> Well, we'll be hot messes together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now that we got the party going, mm-hmm. let's go on and slide into Sepia's Slayspiration of the Week. Well, my Slayspiration of the Week has to do with the holiday season. Some people celebrate, some people don't. But you may be getting together with family, coworkers, friends, and we don't take the time to really interact. I know sometimes I'm always on my phone. I may be playing solitaire or whatever. Uno. I'm playing Uno. Yeah. Or looking at Facebook. Mm -hmm. But we need to take the time to disconnect from that cell phone Mm -hmm. and really interact with people. If you're sitting with someone, if you still have something on your cell phone or you're playing the game, have them play the game with you. That's so easy to get that real personal mm-hmm. interaction yeah. instead of that social media. Also, instead of sending somebody a text, give them a phone call. Yes. Just a quick, hey, <clears throat> hi, I was just checking. I was just thinking about yeah. you. That's it. That human voice yeah. is is important. Just that will help you if you feel socially awkward and because you have to start somewhere. Mm. It's easy to just to hold on to your phone and not participate. Just put your phone down, put it in your purse, and say hi to somebody. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard because being vulnerable can be difficult. Digitally, you can control all of your interactions with people, mm. you know, via the phone or, or via social media. Everybody's creating their own little personal brand in yeah. a sense, right? Yeah. But when you're speaking to people off the cuff, you can't cultivate that, right? right? Mm-hmm. So whoever you are or however you come across is what it is in the moment. If you are, yeah. you know, dealing with social anxiety or depression or things like that, sometimes coming out of the happy place that you're cultivating for yourself digitally can be very difficult. But yeah, I think it's good for all of us to, you know... So, I want to admit, I mean, that's a great inspiration because you know, as shows, I'm like, I don't want to socialize. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not easy for me. It's so mm-hmm. awkward to me. And, you know, it's always, it's courteous before the shows to talk to folks who are paying to see our asses, mm-hmm. right? So that's been a learning curve for me because I really don't know what to say. But some folks mm-hmm. just say, just stand there and smile. Yeah. <laughs> don't force a conversation because that's what I felt like I had to do, like, yeah, force just- a conversation. Just smile and be pretty. Just say, and hey, be present, hello, right? how are you? Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Because yeah. most of the time, I, I don't know what to say. Right. I just smile. Hey. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it was easy at the one show, the pinups for Pitbull, because I had just Your the pasties out. out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a conversation that was starter. A conversation, right? <laughs> so. That's a great size version because... Mm-hmm. I don't like to be on my phone 24-7 while I'm out in the public or in social settings because everyone is doing it. So yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Like, We're here, but we're not here. We're more concerned in capturing the moment or recording where we at than participating. You miss out on so much because you're looking at your phone. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to get back to that, mm-hmm. interacting with one another. Now we are going to roll into our burly biz section of the podcast. And today we have decided to highlight Miss Foxy Tan from Hardcore Pasties. Yes, Miss Tan. Yes. Yes. 
Foxy Tan is the boss of burlesque and she has a business called Hardcore Pasties. Hardcore Pasties began in 2010 in response to what we believe is a desperate need in burlesque mm -hmm. for affordable, durable, reusable, beautiful pasty. Uh, she envisioned the perfect pasty for the busy burlesque performer and set about making it. They come in four different sizes, 30 plus different colors, and they feature ball bearing swivels for the ultimate twirling experience. They are lightweight and durable, and they are actually dishwasher safe, y'all. This year, they also added the No Hassle Tassel. So it's a completely customizable, color-coordinated tassel to match your hardcore pasties. Hardcore pasties are made for performers by performers. They are busy burlesque performers, and they know what you need and what you want. So please go over to hardcorepasties.com for more information and to order a pair for yourself because I'm definitely getting a pair. I want the glow in the dark ones. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a pair. Yes. Well, I you want a I pair. pair. <laughs> pair so yeah. I just have to order my pair. So now it's time for sepia sews. I took my car to get it serviced. <laughs> right next to where my car is serviced is a Hobby Lobby. And we were talking about on the last episode on field trips, and <laughs> but you should never go on a field trip by yourself. As soon as I walk in, I'm like, okay, nope, I need a sponsor. I call Twilicia, and I'm like, hey, Twilicia, I'm getting my car service, and I'm in Hobby Lobby. I'm trying not to go in here and do shop therapy. Can you help me? I need support. So she tells me, oh, I just got this tool from Joanne's, and I'm going to make a vegan boa. I'm like, really? She said, <laughs> she said, yeah, it was 99 cents a yard. I'm like, oh, let me go see if I can find some. Just so, an excuse to go into the store. She was already there. I just wasn't in the fabric section. Oh, okay. So I go over and my, of course, my favorite color is green. They have this emerald green tool and it's 89 cents a yard. I'm like, okay. She beat me. Well, I should get some to make, I should make one because I, you know, I can use a green bow and then, you know, you can show me how you do it. So I buy like 20 yards of the fabric and then I buy everything on this other bolt oh. that's eight yards of this other fabric but I personally don't know how to make a vegan boa. Butter had the most gorgeous butter yes. butter butter <laughs> boa Basically. yeah I can't even my mouth is watering okay. I can't even say it in um, our last show so I'm like well I'm gonna ask butter because Trolicia sent me all these uh, YouTube things, and I'm like, mm, no, I don't got time for that. I need like, to see someone. So, Butter's going to help with sepia sews today. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vegan's boa is basically a featherless boa. Um, you use the tool fabric instead, therefore it won't shed, which is awesome. And it's very easy. A technique I've used, and there's many versions, is basically... Uh, take a ribbon in a similar or same color as the desired fabric color. Um, make it how long you want. I think mine was like over six feet. Um, I'm sure many of us see on Pinterest the little baby girl tutus. Uh, you're the just slip knot. yeah, the slip knot mm -hmm. technique. That's all I did. Watch a lot of Judge Judy uh, <laughs> cutting, slicing, and dicing the fabric on a self healing mat with a rotary blade. Of course, trim it if it feels like it's too long. Right. And of course, I'm sure if you go online, um, there's various ways people have made these boas. But that was the quickest and simplest way for me to do it. 
I can help y'all out yes, <laughs> with that. We can have a stitch and bitch and do it. But it's very <clears throat> easy. So for folks out there that want to save money, because that's how it came down for me. Like yeah. I had no money, but I had hella tool. And it just worked out perfectly. It and looked amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so it's good. big and it's fluffy. It's it's pretty lightweight. It's easy mm-hmm. to pack. Don't worry about shedding, especially rehearsing. Like anyone yeah. play with feather boas. Yeah. When you're you're making something, utilize your friends. <laughs> utilize YouTube. Reach out. Yes, absolutely. In touch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing this song. Make this world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> you need help. Now we're going into the glitter box, and I just want to say thank you to our dinner guests because we had submissions for the episode. Yes, thank you. No sad glitter box. Yay. <laughs> Our first message is from the lovely Pearl DeMorta. She hey, just girl. loves us. Yes. <laughs> Our glitter box is never lonely as long as Pearl is around. So thank you, girl. So her message reads, hey, me again. <laughs> I was cracking up listening this morning while I put on makeup. That's what I do when I get ready. I also order Glam Jam. <laughs> I love, hate the awesome products you guys talk about, only because then I have to order something, right? Still saving for that heart purse. (laughs) I'm screaming yes while listening to your class etiquette section. Unless my payment went to your account, don't assume I want your input. Exactly. That sounded like first of all to me. (laughs) That's how it sounded in my mind. I'm the kind of person that will ask. I am there to learn from the teachers. Plus, quote unquote, student instructors take up the short hour of learning we have. Don't do it. Okay, that's my nice rant about that. Love you guys, Pearl DeMorta. Yes. Yes, thank you, Pearl. And you're right. If you're a student, you're not an instructor, and that's the person that should be teaching the class. Mm -hmm. And you are taking up valuable time from the instructor when you are, you know, running around trying to tell other students what to do. That's not your place. So, And and you've never been on the stage in your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just, (laughs) anyway. Something's in my throat. <laughs> I feel like a very large shade tree has grown in the room. Sequoia. <laughs> Our next question comes from Regina O'Hara. It reads, hello ladies, it's hey. Regina O'Hara. <laughs> Your podcast has delivered much needed healing and space into my life, and for that I am very grateful. Mm. I respect and admire you all so much, which is why I know I can come to you for help on this topic. This past year, I have been through a very deep and dramatic change in my personal life and burlesque life, losing some weight being one of the changes. Though I am so appreciative of all the compliments and encouragement I have received, I can't help but feel sad or in some cases even angry every time I hear them. I catch myself thinking, was I not good enough before? I didn't lose weight out of hate for my body. I just wanted to feel healthier and do more when dancing. But I can feel myself starting to judge my body in very harsh and unhealthy ways. What advice do you have for me? Or what have you all done to overcome your body image struggles? I could really use some warm, healthy guidance. Thank you. Love, Regina O'Hara. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, any kind of change is going to affect you. Yeah. Be it weight loss, a change in job, yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn to rethink. Because yeah. you, 
you started at one place, you're not at that place anymore. And when people say things to you, you're, you have to remember you're not at the same level. No one's at the same level every day because you're learning yeah. something new every day and you're growing. You're not going to be the same. So you're going to think about things differently and internalize, okay, well, why am I thinking that this is how they're perceiving it? Right. So you have to do some self-inner yeah. work. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think of some questions that kind of struck me as I was reading this. The first thing is we talk about that there were some changes happening in life, right? So did you feel this way about your body? Like you say, you're kind of uh, starting to judge yourself and, and feeling in a very harsh and unhealthy way. So was this happening before the changes, mm-hmm. right? Because like Sepia said, when things change, you have to make adjustments, right? right? And those adjustments are usually internal. Right. Most of the time, almost always internal. There are some external things right. that we do when we make adjustments, but... of that is inner work. So um, I think that's a question to ask yourself. You know, how was I feeling about my body before all of these changes started happening and before the weight loss happened? I guess another question is, what is the the impetus behind the way the compliments are being received? Are you projecting some thought that you have onto the person that's giving the compliment, right? Because if the way that your weight loss has been projected out to other people as it's a positive thing, right? Have you projected that you feel good about right. the, the weight loss? You know, so if, if you have projected outwardly that you are happy about the weight loss, then typically the people who are around us, especially the people at the studio or, or the people in your tribe are going to reflect back to you what you put out. So if mm. you seem happy about your weight loss, then other people will be complimentary towards you about that. So it may not be a value judgment on their part about whether or not you were good enough before you lost the weight. It's not coming from a negative place from them. That might be something that's inside of you, Mm -hmm. a thought that you had about yourself that you might want to address and adjust. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when I was in the worst places as far as my body image was concerned it didn't matter what anyone said to mm-hmm. me about my body you could tell me that I looked great mm-hmm. and I would find a way to derail the compliment because I couldn't accept it for myself because I wasn't happy with my body so maybe that's something to think about it's not necessarily that other people are thinking that you weren't good enough before it just might be something that's going on internally within you that you need to work on like mm-hmm. to feel good about yourself it's a journey for sure. I mean, I, I haven't had that experience, but I just, loving our bodies and all of its changes is, is, is a journey. Mm-hmm. It, it ebbs and flows. Yes. And it's hard to not think about what other people may think about us. And of course, we're always our hardest critics, our worst enemies. Mm-hmm. And so the perception, yeah. basically, like if you're proud of what you've accomplished and you're showing that, I believe most folks, you know, they congratulate you. They're happy for you. Now, if you're feeling otherwise, like folks are now, how does she, was she feeling like she was being shamed? Or? Well, she said that, she said, I can't help but feel sad or in some cases even angry every time I hear them. I catch myself thinking, was I not good enough before? I'm curious who's the them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't matter <clears throat> 
how they feel, if they feel you were good enough, it matters what you feel. Yeah. And yeah. while everyone was talking, I was thinking about how all of us, when we get our videos and our pictures back mm -hmm. from our shows, and in the beginning, I would look at my videos and I would tear mm. my videos apart. Yes. No, my arm wasn't straight. My toe wasn't straight. Da, 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 da. And people, oh, that, your video looks so good. Oh, I enjoyed your video. But it, but it took me a while to enjoy the video like the people were enjoying the video. Right. So I had to be more comfortable with myself. Mm. And that doesn't happen overnight. Mm. I mean, sometimes you can... You can do well at being comfortable with yourself, and then tomorrow you may not be. So it's a it's a journey. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that you have to work at every day. Yeah. So you know how we talked about uh, coping mechanisms when we were doing the mental health episode. You have to work on those things consistently. And sometimes, just like a virus, <laughs> your mental illness will warp and change, and then you have to change the way in which you deal with that you have to change your coping mechanisms yeah so i think it's the same thing with this like every day you have to work on loving yourself it's yes. not like you just switch and change and say today i love right. myself and it's just gonna no, you know no. there's a ton of work daily work that goes into that like you said sometimes it's minute by minute mm -hmm. you know when you're trying to hang on to to the things that keep you sane the best thing that you can do is be more self-centered and that doesn't mean selfish. Be the center of your universe. Not other people's... Don't let other people's opinion change your center. Mm -hmm. Don't let what other people say or might have said behind your back or might be thinking about you. Mm -hmm. Like, these are things that we make up because we don't even know. <laughs> like, we're, we're making mm -hmm. these things up. We don't know what mm -hmm. other people's perceptions are, right? But when we're dealing with our own insecurities, mm -hmm. we write these narratives mm -hmm. around ourselves and the other people that are surrounding mm -hmm. us. Those narratives are usually false, right? And even if they are true, do they matter? Right. No, because the only person that really matters is you. And right. if you are happy with what you're doing and you're happy with yourself then that's the energy that goes out to the universe and then that's what gets reflected back to you. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to deal with. All of this external stuff, like all of this external gratification, none of it matters. People love to count the likes on their Instagram and things of that nature. Ugh. I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> like, I posted that picture because I like it. No right. one else has to like it. Yeah. I like it myself. I even like my own picture. Yeah. Push it. Yeah. It's mine. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Okay? Yes. My personal journey with my body has gone leaps and bounds since I've gotten into burlesque because of the community that I'm around within burlesque. But also, I understand how I have chosen to interpret that community has mm. been a big part of how I have been able to do what I've been able to do as far as my, my own journey is concerned. I have made myself the center of my burlesque universe. I like that. And that's why I feel better about myself. So yes, burlesque is helpful, but it's also the way in which I have chosen to approach burlesque and mm. how I allow it, allow it to serve me. And it's not even your body. Hmm. It's you as a whole person that you have to love. Because hmm. your body is just one aspect of hmm. it. It's what holds you, but it's not who you are. It's the icing on the cake. Right? Mm -hmm. right? So you have to love 
You gotta love the cake. Right. It's all about the essence. You and I, we talked. When you did your uh, kittening at the booby trap and you was dropping like it's hot and picking up shit, like, you was killing it. And we chatted about it. He's like, Kina, really? I'm like, yes, really? Like, you have to fake it till you make it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that is fucking okay because we don't know. Like, if I didn't know you, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, she's picking up that panty real cute. You know, like, it's okay to be who you are. Um, Sometimes you could be your own worst enemy. You know, fuck all that noise. And Trulisha said the best. Um, It's all about, you know, the internal work. And really, it's all about the essence of you. Because when I look at many performers on stage, yes, I see their bodies, but I see the essence. I see the energy. And we've all seen various performers that bring it. Like, you didn't know what to expect, but when Mm -hmm. they got on it, you're like, you don't don't forget them, you know? And I think that's what it is. You could have the the preferred body or whatever, but be boring as hell. Absolutely. Exactly. And how many times have we seen it? Which act was that one? Oh, oh, I don't remember her. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's all about your essence. So don't, you know, get caught up in, um, you know, the perceptions and worrying about external stuff so if you're doing burlesque for external validation yeah that could be a little damaging yeah you know so do it for you boo and you're doing all right all right (laughs) what else is important is that she sent the emails she's reaching out she's trying you're trying to educate yourself and get information and all information you get you you don't use right at that time mm-hmm. you may not use but that's the first step yeah mm-hmm. you're you're taking the first step yes. in in your in your journey it's yes. not about the destination mm. it's about the journey and as long as you keep taking steps you will be fine girl yeah. you'll be fine you'll get there yeah just keep taking them steps <laughs> That struggle is hard because we are sold this idea of what is beautiful. Right. So I think um, I can empathize. I think I've had things like that, anger. Because people will notice when you lose weight. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me in the past. And I get really angry. So I guess I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think all of you are on point. I think it's a lot of self-work. But it's also, it's going to be hard because the bigger structure is always selling that thin, perfect body. Mm-hmm. And we always have to deal with that, too. Yeah. And that's something that I tell my therapist all the time. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this. It's mm-hmm. hard every day. But yeah. she's always reminded me, if one day you're not feeling good, maybe the next day you will and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But she always tells me, like, don't forget, don't blame yourself for feeling bad because you've been trained your whole life to think a particular way of what is beauty. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to, like, deconstruct that yeah. in our heads. And it's not going to be easy. No, right. no, and it's And it's going to take time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And... Some of the people, like, even in my own family, like, um, they'll say comments about someone and the difference between us is the weight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you think that's beautiful because it's thinner. Mm-hmm. That's why it's beautiful. Like, that's that's what you're telling me. And sometimes people don't say it, but they say it yes. without saying it. Yes. Yes. And you know it because you uh-huh. feel it. Right. So it's very visceral. You mm-hmm. know what, you know. So I guess that's all I wanted to add. Um but it's hard, girl. It's hard. Yeah, it is I hard. Tell you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like we said, it's a journey. Yeah. It's yeah. a journey, yeah. Our Adesias facts for this episode is Jean Isle. She was billed as the sepia 
Sally Rand of Burlesque. Hmm. Um, and if you don't know, sepia is a shade of reddish brown and decades ago was used as an alluring alternative description to black, colored, or Negro. Hmm. Um, she performed with gorgeous grand ostrich feathers and was brought class to burlesque. She was discovered at New York's famed Catherine Dunham School of Dance. Yes, Dunham. Then 20, yes, <laughs> she trained to become a burlesque uh, fan dancer, though she had never seen a show in the genre. Um, she performed some shows. Her mother found out, and her <laughs> mother took her to the pastor um, so the pastor could talk some sense into her. <laughs> And the pastor, you know, told her to, you know, if that's really what she wanted to do, she should follow her dreams. Hmm. Um, she... That pastor was at the next show. So. Oh! Yes, yes, he was at the next show. Uh -huh. And this was in the 1950s. So, like most forms of entertainment in the 1950s, it was played to a white audience. And Jean was one of the first black women performers to perform in an all-white burlesque troupe. She traveled with bodyguards with her because she performed on some of the most iconic stages in the white community, in all-white venues, in black venues. She was making maybe like a thousand dollars a week. Damn. So that's a lot that, of money that would be like three hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah. you know. You now here, um, I want to make that right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was she was <laughs> she was incredible. And um, in 2012, she performed at the Burlesque Hall of Fame. So she is one of our living legends yes. still. Yeah. She has a Facebook. I'm gonna leave with one of her quotes. Women of age and women of color should not be ashamed of their body and should not be ashamed of their journey. Mm. Yes. yes. Yes to that. That's so yes. beautiful. Yes. Oh, that warms my heart. Thank you, Jean. Yes, yes. Thank you. yes. Check out her Facebook. Oh, and there's also... I found YouTube videos um, about her story. Oh. There's one that her son narrates. Google her. Yeah, yes. I'll include the I'll include the videos in the show notes. Awesome. Today's PhD in Slayology goes to Rashida Khan Bay. Yeah. Before. <laughs> now you might have seen this woman on Facebook or viral on Instagram or YouTube because she is giving this most sensual lap dance to her partner and it's just fucking hot. Like yes. it's viral, like up to like million, five million plus views. Yeah. Rashida Kambe is a woman's sensuality coach motivational speaker, writer, and filmmaker who dedicates her work to helping women tap into their sensuality so that they can have more confidence, better sex, and unapologetic joy in their lives. Rashida danced all her life, however, had personal challenges with her body and being told that she needed to be smaller. Therefore, she spent a lot of time trying to prove that she was good enough. It wasn't until studying abroad in Brazil and trying on her first yellow bikini 
flaunting it on the beaches of Bahia that she felt like a fucking goddess. Yes! 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 For the rest of the trip, Rashida embraced his newfound confidence and eventually came back home to create a dance class to help other women access that same feeling of goodness in their bodies. Every class is centered around women stopping the cycle of self-loathing and to use our movement as a vehicle to feeling more confident in our bodies and lives. Rashida has not looked back since. So Rashida could be found at RashidaK.com and that's R-A-S as in Sam, H-I-D-A-K. And she can also be found on Instagram um, under the name Rashida Khan Bay, and Khan is spelled like Shaka Khan. <laughs> K-H-A-N and Bay like Beyonce, B-E-Y. Again, check out this wonderful woman. She is killing it. She's a dark skin, plus size, flexible, sexy, just everything. Like she just oozes sensuality and confidence. Watching her is it's inspiring because this is what we need to see more of. She gets a fucking PhD in psychology. Yeah. Yes. 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 Her floor work. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, her floor work is like She's goals. Okay. You want to be that floor. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just can't stop being disrespectful <laughs> and I just I'm tired okay mm. I'm a black woman I'm fucking tired okay I was born tired mm. the shit needs to stop so I just want to take a second to talk to you about your haters because this episode is about hateration in the dancery <laughs> but I want to take a second to pose a theory. Maybe you don't have any haters. Mm. Maybe it's just you. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I just think that sometimes folks need to stop looking out the window and take a nice, long, good old, hard look in the mirror. Because if you are consistently experiencing the same types of themes in your journey as a human being, and you keep repeating the same stories and you keep repeating the same relationships. If your life has become a really fucked up ass version of Groundhog Day the movie, mm. then maybe you might wanna make some slight adjustments to the way you are living said life. Because the consistent variable in the equation is you. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes the universe has to kick us in the ass several times before we fucking get it, right? It's happened to me a bunch of times. But when it comes to relationships and people in your lives, sometimes those narratives might be repeating themselves because you are repeating yourself. So stop externalizing the issue. Take a second to look at yourself and decide that you want to do something different with your life, with your energy, with your choices. Empower yourself to change things. Because when you do, 
these motherfuckers just disappear. <laughs> like the people that are bothering you, the people that are your quote unquote haters just go away. Like they just leave because there's nothing there for them to fuck with anymore. Shore up yourself. Shore up your confidence. Shore up your your self-love. Shore up all of those things. And a lot of the drama that you have in your life will dissipate. Now, sometimes this is difficult because in order to take that long-ass hard look in the mirror, you're going to have to be vulnerable. And a lot of stuff is going to come up. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that you might not want to deal with, you might not want to admit. Externalizing things is easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier if you don't have to be accountable. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, your life will improve by leaps and bounds if you just take the time to do the inner work. And again, this isn't something that you do once. I have to check myself at least once a week. Yes, sometimes people are going to come at you. But how you react to those people coming at you is what will tell the story. Mm. Because you can say whatever you want about me. It's what I do in response that makes your words have meaning. If I don't respond to those words, then they fall on dead air and they just dissipate. But then if I give you more energy and I continue to participate in a dialogue with you, then that stuff just keeps blowing up. Mm -hmm. So what can I do to not put energy into that negative pot? When someone talks shit about you or someone tries to throw salt in your game, you have a choice on how you handle it. My choice is to move on and to do well and to be happy and to work hard. Because at the end of the day, I want to be a better version of me than I was today. Can I give a tool that they can use? If if that's you, if you're listening to this and this is you, then I have a tool for you. At night, when you go to bed, put your headphones on and relax. Go to Spotify, whoever it is you go to. Listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. (laughs) Let that shit be on replay so you can hear that over and over. Those words are important. And it may help you. (laughs) But keep that on on, on replay all all night. Fall asleep with them headphones on. Be the change that you want to see. Yes. Yes. I mean, that applies to everything in life. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have something that uh, oh, you thought. Oh, oh shit. Sepia gotta read, y'all. Oh. <laughs> Ashante. <gasps> oh, bitch. <laughs> now, your concert, I saw a clip of your concert where your fabulous dancers, girl, you're looking good. Okay. That you body look, is You right. look good mm-hmm. in that bodysuit, thong bodysuit mm-hmm. with your boots and all the dancers dancing on the wall, <laughs> doing the lap dances on the guys with the blindfolds. Mm-hmm. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. But don't <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't go off on the people in the crowd that believe what you are portraying. Mm-hmm. And you were portraying a stripper. Don't stop your music, stop your concert, and say, I am not a fucking stripper because somebody is making it rain. <laughs> um, are you fucking stupid? Right. Because that's extra money for you, too. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> you knew what you were doing. You you pulled it off. Right. But then now you're mad, and, and you're mad because someone is throwing you some extra money. Grab that money. Have your people grab that money. 
but don't don't downgrade mm-hmm. strippers no. when mm-hmm. when you're portraying one. Right. right. Exactly. That's that's all I got to say. Hello. Um, lap dances happen in strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where that shit originated. So if you're gonna get on a stage and do that, then you can't get upset for people for making it rain on you. Number two. Please send that motherfucker to our show. Exactly. <laughs> because ain't nobody going to be mad about no rain over right. here. Okay? Because getting drizzle and mess. Okay? We need... I mean, we baby, call, he came we, to the show with a stack. And he, yes. Y'all have to see the video, how he she went off of... Yeah. So that means she been doing this act on tour or something like exactly. that. So he said, so he, he like, let me get my hundreds ready. Yeah, right. yeah. Huh? I'm going to show my appreciation. Appreciation. <laughs> Leotard, ma'am. Right. Okay? With you giving an active lap dance on the stage. Bitch, how? How did you, how do you think you're then going to turn around, stop the show? Because see, I would have been mad, bitch. I paid whatever my dollars were to come to your concert. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to stop the show to get mad at somebody for calling you a stripper when that's what you were portraying? And they didn't even call you that. They just, they made it right on you. Here it is. What is wrong with strippers? And, right. and, what, and what else would the, you even had the guys blindfolded sitting in the chair and the women on the walls and on the laps and all girl bye yes bye <laughs> you can't you can't you you Confucius anybody got oh you with? thought you was above strippers basically right yeah <laughs> right. thank you think again girl think <laughs> again you ain't above nobody. On that note, let's go into our riding <laughs> dish. Exactly, exactly. It's about hateration in the dancery. Mm-hmm. That was some hateration. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's why she was being a that fucking hater. Oh my god. So, hateration in dancery. Have we had any experiences with that? Do y'all have any haters? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my number one hater. Yes. Mm, and it. um it sucks it shouldn't be like that no it shouldn't be but it is yeah yeah and that's why we get tickled when people say if you don't have any haters you ain't doing something right i'm like um i don't know why i should have haters in that kind of context yeah because i feel like i'm my own toughest critic right right, right. And that's fucking enough. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I will say I'm not downplaying those who do get, you know, nasty messages because mm-hmm. it's real out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I don't get it excessively like some folks do. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. I don't know why, but I'm not asking for it either. Right. Nor am I putting it out there that I have haters and, you right, know. Right, right, right. I was never crazy about that little you know, uh, expression, so to speak. But have y'all ever dealt with anything like this? I haven't as, if I think about as a performer, I can't, but as an audience member, mm. I have. <laughs> um, Twerlisha and I were at a show and we had our little VIP seats. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, we're having a good time and... The people in the seats next to us say, well, um, 
do you mind if switching seats with us? So I say no. And, you know, I'm always really nice and smiling. Mm -hmm. This bitch gets mad. (laughs) Mean mugging and all that, which was unnecessary and I mean Twerlisha and I went on and enjoyed the show and didn't you know care about her but you still have that just in the audience she didn't she didn't know you know if who I was if I was a performer if I was somebody with the venue or or who I was and but she was just rude Mm. for no reason and like she was entitled Mm. you know for me to move and I'm first of all I'm way older than you and (laughs) don't come at me like that you may not know that I am but don't come at me like that that was just rude when I buy a ticket I'm I'm that kind of person at the concert when I buy a ticket if somebody is in my seat (laughs) I'll be like um that's my seat (laughs) as you should yeah can you get out my seat because I follow the rules so (laughs) yeah that was just way 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 so she was being a hater and a dancery she yeah, was, because she, <laughs> she felt, you're just an audience member like yeah. me. She felt as if she was entitled to our space. Yeah. And then when we did not rescind that to her, you know, she was stank about it. Yeah, okay. She had mm-hmm. a tone when she asked. Mm. So you weren't making a request in the first place. Mm-hmm. You were sitting there first, then their crew came in, and she's like, well, we moved for someone else. Okay, well, that's your business. Right. But we don't We don't have to resit. We are happy where we are sitting. We can see everything. We paid for our seats just like everyone else. We're not moving, boo. So it was just really, yeah, she was being a hater and she was being rude. And how stupid would she have felt if you were like the producer of the show or anything? Oh, right. Because yeah. the owner of the venue. Hello. Because it's all about the energy that you bring to shows oh, or right. classes. Right. Whether it's you or some other folks. Right. Don't bring that kind of energy around. Right? Yeah. Especially at a place where everyone's trying to have a good ass time. If mm-hmm. you wanted more of your folks to sit there, y'all should have came a little sooner. Right. Exactly. You should have came together. So. <laughs> um, I have experienced some, I guess what would be considered hazing. Hmm. When you are new in a dance company a lot of times, like you're kind of like the odd man out mm-hmm. it's kind of like bitch pick it up <laughs> get on the step five six seven eight nobody's here to baby you i guess like i've experienced some of that i've also definitely experienced some people having these perceptions of me based off of whatever things they may be dealing with it's like the person really doesn't know anything about me but they make assumptions about me and my character. I tend to go into spaces where I'm new and just work really hard. A, I just always work hard. Right. Like that's just my work ethic. Yeah. I'm a full out dancer. Almost I very seldom ever mark. I don't learn well when I mark. I need to push myself to like I I will fall trying to learn a step because when you fall that's you know okay that's as far as I can go. Falling mm-hmm. is the best thing you can do as a dancer. You fall, everyone's supposed to clap. Huh. Because that's how I was trained. If somebody falls, everybody applauds. Hmm. Because that means you pushed yourself to the max. I always work like that. So sometimes when you go into spaces where not everybody has that same idea, they think that you're trying to one-up them. Mm. That has nothing... That's not my intent. This is just the way I train. And it's the way I've been taught to train. So some people will take me 
being who I am and turn it into an affront against them if mm. that's not the way that they approach things. Now, I don't have any issue with the way anybody else approaches things, but I know how I need to do things for myself. So I just do my own thing. And because I do my own thing and I'm not necessarily in need of conforming to the group, again, that can be perceived as, you know, she doesn't want to be, you know, a part of our our clique or she Mm -hmm. thinks she's better than us or something of that nature. And again, it has nothing to do with that. It's really just basically me doing my thing and trying to control the energy that's around me. Right. Like we said, a lot of times if you're dealing with a whole bunch of hateration, it's because you're attracting it because of some stuff that you might be putting out into the universe, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. Right, whether mm-hmm. you're conscious, because sometimes we're not always conscious, conscious of the stuff of that we're, we're doing. Yeah. Right, so when somebody checks you on stuff, it's not always necessarily to check you. <laughs> like sometimes somebody's just trying to fucking help your ass, mm-hmm. right? Because they see it. You can't always see yourself clearly, and that's what your mm-hmm. friends are for. Especially when you're in the middle of something, you can't you can't see. You yourself. don't know. You don't see yourself. Right. So, for me, I've seen a lot of people projecting their stuff onto me. So, and again, you choose to then either pay it mine or not. Mm-hmm. And eventually it goes away. Sometimes it takes longer than others. Sometimes the people, like I've become very good friends with people who have stated once I became friends with them, when I first met you, I hated you. Mm. Like a lot of people that I'm very, I've become very good friends with did not like me when they met me. Mm. And it wasn't because of anything that I did in particular. I was just being me. Yeah. I was being the same me I was being when we were friends as when they hated me. It's just that they got to know me and realized that they didn't not like me because of me. It was something that they were going through. Right. right? Yeah. Now that's not to state that there aren't bullies and haters and things like that out there because there are we have a choice always in how we react to the stimulus that comes into our environment and again i'm not saying that that shit can't be hurtful right i'm not saying that it can't be damaging i'm not saying that it's not i'm not saying that it's something that's easily ignored we've seen a rash of, of little children little babies committing suicide because they're being bullied when you're a kid, group thought is how you perceive yourself, right? Hmm. So you don't really have a strong sense of self. You can't make choices to ignore it because you don't have the capacity yet. And I think that a lot of us go into our adulthood without cultivating that capacity as well. Or we fall back into that whole idea of groupthink. And I think that social media plays a huge yes. role in that. I think we need to protect these babies, but then I think we also need to protect ourselves and understand that what we say we are is what we really are. And what other people say is just what other people say. Amen. And you know, sometimes you get people that hate you just because they want to be you. Hmm. And, that, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and, and envy, envy will, will do that. You may not have met that person or done anything to that person. And then you still have to get, take the time to get to know someone yeah. before you really 
start hating them yeah. because yeah. <laughs> you don't even know them. Let the person it. give you a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Do I like Coke or Pepsi? You don't yeah. know, right? right? right so right. how can you hate me? Right. Because yeah. I like Coke and uh, no, I don't. I like right. Pepsi. Right. 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 So you, you need to get to know people and don't just judge that book by its cover because that may not be who that person is. Or by what everyone else says about that person. Exactly. That's another thing that gets pretty dangerous too. Mm-hmm. I try really hard to take people at face value. I want to know you for me. Mm-hmm. What other people say about you doesn't really matter to me because I haven't experienced you. Now, if I do, and that shit turns out to be true, I'm out. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm at least going to give you the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. I want people to give me the benefit Absolutely. of the doubt. Smiley. So I was going to say, so Jenny Rivera had the saying that she would always, she had a lot of haters. And she would say, haters are confused fans. Hmm. Yes! Yes! (laughs) I live! That's amazing! Yeah, that's what she would say. She's like, they're just confused. They're my fans. They're just confused. Because they put so much energy into hating, so to speak. That means they're paying attention to you. They're watching your every move. You know, it's like that weird fine line of obsession and being a fan, but they're mm-hmm. confused. They don't yeah. know how to channel this. Mm-hmm. And that's so, that's very true. What an amazing way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, don't put me on that pedestal because I'm going to fall off. Mm. So, okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to do something out of the box. Right. <laughs> and you're not going to like it. So don't don't put me on that pedestal, or it, don't put anyone on that pedestal. I have a question for y'all. Yeah. Okay. So have what do you think about like haters of burlesque as a genre? So mm. what I'm thinking here is like when you talk to people outside of this community, and you and you know, and it just comes up maybe in school or at work, you're like, oh yeah, I do burlesque. Like what do have you experienced haterism there? Mm. Like people not liking it because they think. Mm. They're too conservative or, you know, just in that area. I had an experience with someone I had gone on. This was the first the first date. So we were talking and we're Facebook friends, but I don't know if he was on my burlesque Facebook okay. or not. We were talking and he, you know, asked, well, what do you do for fun? I said, well... I do burlesque. Yeah. So he's like, oh, burlesque. He's like, what is so? I explained, like, you know, back in the day, you know, when they would do the strip tease. Oh, so you're one of them. Mm. Uh Uh-uh. I said, so what is one of them, right? So then it even got worse Mm. because we're talking about birthdays and I'm a Pisces. And he's like, oh, all the Pisces I know are promiscuous. Oh and my God. Oh, none of the others. So I get that from Scorpio. So I'm a Scorpio. Yes, right. He eventually, he came to one of the shows. Because, of course, you're going to want to come to the show. Because you like it. Yes, <laughs> right. And at first, when I would tell people, I would try to, you know, explain it. Right. And now, I don't even explain it. I don't <laughs> like, Somebody was asking me. I think I was on, in the, I was somewhere in the store or something. And. Someone asked me, I'm like, oh, no, I'm a burlesque performer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. That's so wonderful. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get different people Mm -hmm. who like it. You're going to get some people who you think won't like it. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, when can I come? And this and that. If your friends and family like it, they like it, or they don't. 
and right. you just have to you have to get thick skin. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. I will say for me over the years I've been um more confident in just saying like, yeah, I do burlesque. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I'm a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> I love saying I'm a stripper. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't expect that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem explaining to folks what burlesque is because many people don't know what that is. But many people are starting to learn what it is too, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, so I haven't really experienced too many adverse reactions, if that's a good word mm-hmm. to use. Um, except maybe one time. <laughs> I was at Joanne's and I, I saw a face from an old church member and you know she was like an older mother whatever she's like oh what she do I was like I do burlesque and she's like oh isn't that like stripping I'm like yeah she was like oh okay and that was it mm-hmm. you know and even <laughs> hi mommy I know my mom listens to so- sometimes Aww. even my mom she's a little uncomfortable with me mm-hmm. doing burlesque and talking Me about too. yours too yes. <sighs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> what's up no I was like my son oh um, yeah so I have the two the two Facebook pages and <laughs> I would get confused sometimes right. this one time <laughs> I would forget which page I was on and I posted this picture on 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 my on my legal name. I had this gown on, but I didn't realize that you could see my pasties. On the comments, my son was like, uh, Mom, <laughs> who's Sepia Jewel? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, after I left San Francisco, I was... T- have another friend who has the same name as my son so I was texting him and I was all excited telling him that you know I won in San Francisco and I'm so glad I didn't send a picture and so my son takes me back oh yeah oh you won all right mom where's the videos and the um the pictures I'm like um I don't think you want to see the videos in the oh and he was excited too because he said that's fucking amazing. Now, <laughs> my children don't cuss to me, right? Okay, you I was like, uh... That's just, you know... <laughs> in the black community, you know... You know oh, yeah. You don't, you, don't, you don't cuss, right? And and so he was all excited. So then I told him, I'm like, well, you may not want to see it, but I can... Um, I, I think I had a picture I could send him. And so he said, okay, well, I'll trust you for that. Now, my son is a fitness trainer and he does bodybuilding shows. Okay. Where does he think he got that from? (laughs) (laughs) But so, but so he was really excited, but I know, you know, he's because I am his mom and he's not comfortable with that. So I don't, I don't put it where, you know, he can see it. I keep it on my burlesque page as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom, I've learned that she is not comfortable for her to watch either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to let her watch one of my performances and she couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it's really that hard? Wow. And I guess there's different layers to that. But mm-hmm. um, she is still supportive in her own way. Mm-hmm. She still asks, oh, how was your show? And, wow, you made that costume. I'm mm-hmm. amazed. So I like that. She's definitely not a hater mm-hmm. by any means. She's the most supportive and loving woman. You know, for me, when it comes to family, for the most part, I have no haters when it comes to it. They, they're they so super supportive. 
I wish, you know, someone would come to my shows, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. I, I do understand it's not for everyone and I'm so okay with that. Mm -hmm. Those who do come to the shows, who do show interest and support, I love it. Um, I am discernful of when I share it, especially at work. Mm -hmm. I I don't want everyone to know. Just to, I just like to keep yeah. it separate because to me, burlesque. You. Yes, like the person I am at work mm -hmm. and who I am at burlesque. I don't want it to be blended yeah. because that's being burlesque is the authentic me. It's the mm -hmm. sexual me. It's the sensual me. The unapologetic me at work. Yeah. <laughs> At work, I have to, you know, do Be work. At work. Yeah, <laughs> simple as that. I very, I'm very, you know, um, like I said, I discern who I share it with. I share it with folks. So I'm the few coworkers that you might be, you know, cool mm -hmm. with, you know. But um, yeah, that been, that has been my experience for the most part. I'm very thankful in this body that I am in, in this uh, this industry or community that I'm in that I've been received very well because i i didn't know what to expect going in you know looking how i look and not seeing many people look like me in it so i have to say for myself i had nothing but positive experiences though far thus far and i'm thankful for that and like i said in the beginning i'm my own little hater <laughs> like i haven't had any other haters but i could be my own hater so yeah i i don't know like I'm weird. I think people are sometimes afraid to tell me they disapprove of hmm. things that I do because they know that I don't give a fuck. Right. So, and I'm just going to be like, I'm, right. And also I'm probably going to bust them on being like sexist, patriarchal, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> like the, the reasons why you don't like what I'm doing are bullshit reasons right, right. and they're oppressive. And Absolutely. I'm not going to stand for it. And I'm going to tell you why you're fucking trash for hating on me for being a burlesque performer. So that's the, probably the reason why a lot of people don't voice mm. any type of concern. Because they know I'm armed to the teeth intellectually. Like, I will break this down for you and, and cite, like, actual peer-reviewed... <laughs> sources for you to utilize as to why your opinion is fucking trash right because right? i'm not i'm not gonna just let you insult me and me you know not be able to defend myself so i tend to defend myself intellectually even against things that have nothing to do with on the surface anyway with my intellectual persona. Right. But the nerd in me is completely wrapped into the burlesque that Absolutely. I do. You know, the, the choices that I make in music, the way that I choose to portray myself on stage, right. the reasons why I'm doing it in the first place, yeah. all of those things have an intellectual base for me. My brain and pussy are very connected, yes. <laughs> right? So yep. it's like the things that turn me on have to. I have to be to turned on, your right? Mind. So mm -hmm. I need. I need that. That that roadway has to be cracking on all cylinders. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna let you attack me for doing what makes me feel good because I deserve to feel that. Yeah. And I feel so strongly about the about fact that so I deserve to have mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't get a lot of people. I'm sure that there are people that do side eye me for it, but they would never open their mouths to say anything to me. Like about I wish it. you would. Right. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> like I'm ruthless about defending my blackness. Yes. I'm ruthless about defending my womanism. Yes. I'm ruthless about defending, you know, my right to take space as a burlesque performer yes. and not be judged negatively. You don't have to like what I do. But you can also shut the fuck up and mind your business. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Every performance, everyone's not going to like every performance. Right. It may be because, okay, well, I don't really like that kind of music. Right. Or I I think she should have wore red instead of pink. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Well, that's a critique. Just, that, those are critiques. Right. But don't hate me because of what I had on. Right. Or you didn't like because... I turned three times instead of two. Right. You know, don't 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 hate me because of that. But most of these people are hating because you're a woman and you're publicly enjoying yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Un- you're publicly, yes. unapologetically enjoying yourself. Exactly. And a lot of people just have a problem with women being free. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A free woman with a smile on her face is a fucking problem for a mm-hmm. lot of people. So and you know a free black woman with a smile, honey. Uh, that is danger. Okay, that's the apocalypse for some people. Yes, it is. They think that the world is going to implode. Mm-hmm. You know, and us talking about this, I never realized how selfish burlesque has been for me until now. Because it really has been for more or less just for me. Yes, it's my mm-hmm. own validation is my own. Uh, it's just for me, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing just else. For me. <laughs> <laughs> thinking the other day like when I hear my friends like oh my gosh I can't believe you do burlesque get naked in front of people and honest to god I didn't really think about that way until like I really am naked in front of a lot of people yeah yeah like I'm still partially clothed but for the most part I am practically naked yeah and that mind blew because I never really thought of it that way I just simply saw as me taking up space, like you said. Mm-hmm. Me proving to myself that I could fucking do this. Mm-hmm. That I'm worthy of wearing these dope outfits mm-hmm. to this fly music and all that good shit. Right. And it, to me, that gave me so much power. And it just feels good that I'm doing something for me and not for a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to prove anything. I mean, prove things to myself and, you know, representation. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like... It just, I didn't really think of it until now how fucking selfish I have been with burlesque and how. But I that's like why that. you that's don't wonderful. have haters. Yeah, because this has been all hate. about you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have even seen it if it was present. It wouldn't yes. have. It it wouldn't have computed for you. Hmm. You didn't have the receptor to take <laughs> in that stimulus yeah. because you were. This was about you. Yeah. The partial nudity issue wasn't even a thing for me. I didn't even think about me being physically naked. Mm-hmm. What was more nerve wracking for me was being emotionally naked in mm. a sense. Exposing myself, mm. like my whole true self, mm-hmm. Inner self. to people, mm-hmm. and doing that in a way that felt good to me. I was very nervous about how it would be received. But after that first show, Sepia knows I was freaking the fuck out before I went to do that first show at Sycamore. I was having a meltdown. And I kept saying to you, after I get this done, I'll be okay. And after that was over, I'm fine now. And now my nervousness is more about not, not fucking up or falling, right? 
Because sometimes I get nervous that I'm going to screw. Or when I had to dance next to Egypt. Yeah, I was fucking nervous. It's Egypt Black Nile, goddammit. Exactly. So, you know, so I get nervous about things like that. But being nervous about how other people are going to perceive me, that's done. Right. One and done. I got that out of my system. And now I'm just free. I want to do more. No, I need critique. Like I need, and I need help. And I need people to, right. to, to tell me things that I don't see so that I can improve and get better. Uh-huh. But I don't take those things as slights. I don't think that it's, especially yeah. if it's coming from a sincere place, then right. no, I don't mm-hmm. see it as being hate or, or right. hateration or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just people giving me information so that I can improve. And that I always want. You, you will always know when it's a hater yeah, versus absolutely. constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. 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 Even, if it's a, even if it's an audience member saying, oh, oh, I really like when you did this, but I, I didn't like that part. And yeah. But if you just examine your performance yeah. and... And and think about it, and you can think about okay, well, all right, well, maybe that's valid. Maybe that's valid. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. But it's maybe just I'll information. It up, but it's, right. it's, that's right. And it's there's just no need information. to get defensive or internalize it, mm-hmm. you know, and then turn it into like stress and things like that. Because if anybody knows how to make stress, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just and again, I'm getting better at it. I'm learning to do better. Right. But yeah. So Smiley, is this? Helping you <laughs> for your yes. solo performance that's going to be coming so, up. Yeah, so for so people, that you can deal with if there's haters or um, <laughs> the haters. I actually I don't have a separate account yet, so I'm I'm in the process of still like revealing a little bit more mm-hmm. in my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then I get those comments like, "Oh, you're showing you're showing more. Like your mm-hmm. photos are transforming," and I'm just like. Why do you have that tone? Yeah. Like, why is it a bad thing? Like, why can't I be, you know? So, I will get there eventually. So, for the people that are listening, I haven't performed yet. My first performance is going to be in February. And I'm nervous as fuck. (laughs) I am. You should be. (laughs) But, you know, I say fuck haters. If I get haters, well, you get haters. But I I think I do... I'm doing this for myself. Yeah. Um, And... And I didn't say this earlier, but I'm also here because I'm making a film and I'm filming this. Yes. So I, if you're listening to this, I'm with my camera over here, hiding behind my camera. <laughs> calling her out. <laughs> so I started doing burlesque and I started going to Glitter Tri Studios in July. I think it was July 20-something. And it changed my life. Um, I was looking for an outlet where I can be a little bit more sensual and... You know, because I've always been that. So I'm a Scorpio, and that's the thing that they say about Scorpio. So I felt that I've grown up with that, owning my sexuality and being very sex positive. I love that. But I feel that since I started grad school, I felt that I was repressed Mm -hmm. in that area. Um, So for me, I negotiate things like, what's going to happen when I start teaching? (laughs) Like, what's going to happen with my students in my videos? So now I get to those type of questions, Um, but I'm not there yet, so I'm not even going to worry about it. That will come when it comes. Right. But um, for now, I'm just focusing on being comfortable, um, being smiley in front of people. Because Mm. I know I'm smiley, and that's why I chose my name. I'm always laughing and smiling. But when I'm in the soloist workshops in front of the girls, I get really shy. And, like, my smile just stops. I know, right? I know. Because you're, like, in your head. Because I'm in my head, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, why did I even sign up? Like, it wasn't my time. Maybe I should have waited. So I'm, like, listening to all these things in my head. So I'm trying to shut that down, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a process. But I definitely love it. I love it. And 
I can't wait to be in those pasties. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, even when you're in your head, I know it's hard, we all do it. Like when the time comes for you to be on stage, mm-hmm. just fucking smile through it. Seriously, because mm-hmm. in all all I do is smile, because I don't have a sexy face, I don't believe mm-hmm. yet, because <laughs> <laughs> smiling because if I try to practice making a sexy face or what I think is a sexy face it might look silly so my authentic self is I smile yeah, yeah. you know and that's what you should do just be authentic your authentic mm-hmm. self as much as possible and and just have fun and once you get on the stage just forget everything and especially and it'll be easier for you to debut as a soloist than in a group because if you mess up, nobody knows. Right. <laughs> That's true. You just mm-hmm. do whatever and, mm-hmm. and you already are smiling. Well, I tell you, just keep smiling. Yeah. 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 Just keep smiling. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell her you keep freestyling. When I, when I, when I almost <laughs> fell, yeah. I said, okay, let me stay down on the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, keep smiling, like mm-hmm. she said. You'll, you'll be fine. And then you'll gain some haters. <laughs> You're like, that's smiling. And then I'd be like, go listen to that podcast. <laughs> now we're going to go on into our booked and busy segment. And we've got some shows coming up that we want to tell you about. The first show that we have coming up is Lola Demure's Holiday Hop Rockabilly Dance Party at Queen Bee's Art and Cultural Center, Saturday, December 9th, 7.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Be there on time, y'all, because (laughs) there's going to be swing dancing lessons and there's going to be a DJ, several performances by different burlesque performers and other folks. Uh, bands and all kinds of fun stuff so be there on time and wear your dancing shoes because it's going to be a long night of shaking your tail feathers yes Uh, CP and I have tickets to the event so please send us a private message on Facebook or Instagram if you're interested that way you can avoid the uh, ticket processing fees online and also you'll be helping us out as showgirls so hook a showgirl up DM us for tickets so we will love you forever. Our next shows are on December 6th. Sepia Jewel will be in San Francisco uh, going back to perform at Nudie Newbies as Ooh. the guest performer because she won last time, y'all. Ooh. Yes. It's so, going to be cold. Yes. <laughs> so go out and support Sepia and San Francisco, all our peeps up there, and support all of the folks at Nudie Newbies and especially Miss Redbone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also on December 6th here in San Diego, I will be at Lily Holiday's Pink Boombox Productions Booby Trap, Woo! Uh, <laughs> which is at 
Gossip Grill. So come on out and uh, see that show. First set is at 9, I believe, 9 p.m. Get there at 8.30, actually. Have a cocktail. It, their happy hour is amazing. It's buy one, get one free cocktails. So come out if you're going to be in San Diego. Again, make it rain on the showgirls, okay? We like it. We love it. We want more of it. Mm -hmm. If you need examples, watch Ashante's video. <laughs> Watch Homeboy making it rain. Do you hear me clapping? Watch him. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, December 17th, I, Trilisha, will be performing at Burlesque Brunch. At Woo! I still can't believe this is real life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At the Lafayette Hotel. Uh, Sunday, December 17th at 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The tickets are already on sale. If you go to our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com, in the Booked and Busy tab, you will find the calendar of all of our events. That calendar also has links to all of the events and all of the information, links for tickets, all of that is right there. So it makes it really super easy for you to come out and see us perform. Um, we are so looking forward to slaying the stage and seeing all of our dinner guests out in the crowd so we can shake a tail feather, especially for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please make sure you come out and support us in our upcoming shows. So up next, we're going to go into our pasties and cake, which is our segment where we reflect and give our final thoughts. Yes. So my final thoughts from just kicking it with these ladies for the entire evening, mm -hmm. which was very, <laughs> it was an honor. Thank you. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I work out so much. I stalk y'all. I'm so honored. So for me, what I take away from today is that you know, women of color are fucking powerful. Yeah. We need to take up space and fucking get naked. And everybody's beautiful, every size. Yes. We're all fucking sexy. Yes. 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 I love Woo. that. That was amazing. Woo, I like that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is Sepia. I'm going to leave with another um, quote from Jean Idol. Um, she said after she was finished dancing, they forgot all about her race and just appreciated a good performance by an elegant and skillful burlesque perform dancer. Talent is the greatest equalizer. If you got it, you got it. Yes. And Yes, it is. Listen, mm -hmm. the best way to shut somebody up is to show out. Just to do it. Yes. <laughs> this is Twirl. And uh, my pasties and cake is, I have had this fortune that I took out of a fortune cookie on my laptop for I don't even know how many months. And it's not taped down or anything. It's just kind of like sticking on my laptop underneath the little keyboard mat. And it just never leaves me. And I think it's because I need to see it all the time. And it reads, our duty as men and women is to proceed as if limits to our ability did not exist. Mm -hmm. So yes. I just, I love that fortune. I just felt the need to hold on to it. It's like the most deep fortune I've ever gotten out of a cookie. It usually is like, you know, 
you will have a prosperous day tomorrow. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this actually, like... <laughs> and water is wet. Right. Yes. like, oh, you cookie, but this one actually, I felt like it was meant to me, meant for me, and I was meant to have it. And that's why I still have it. So, that's my pieces and cake for this week. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, I think my pasties and cake is live unapologetically because having this conversation um, and me realizing how burlesque has been more of a, a self journey than anything. Um, I, I'm proud of myself for just living out loud and living unapologetically and sharing this space in my you know body with others consensually yeah. of course yeah. but um i'm thankful for that so that's my final thoughts live unapologetically yeah yes. oh my goodness this has been such an amazing yes. episode thank you we had our so much yes, yes. By the way, it's Geeka underscore YGH. What does that mean, by the way? Geeka is just um, my mom calls me Geeka, so the story is my brother couldn't pronounce my name, oh. so he just started calling me Geeka. Okay, so my mom calls me Geeka, um, and that's what I wanted to do. My Sweet. Instagram, well, but I am creating a new one for my Smiley the Rose page. Yeah, okay. yes. I should, right? So mm-hmm. keep us posted and we'll make sure that we keep all that information in the show notes and that people know to follow okay. you and what you're doing. and and all of your academic pursuits and yes. all of your burlesque pursuits, we wish you the best of Thank luck. You so and yes. we love you so much. Thank yep. you for Thank including you for coming. us mm-hmm. in of your course. project. Thank you for coming over and being our first guest. Yes. 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 So, and you did such an amazing job. Yes. Thank you for your input and for participating. We were yes. so honored to have you as our first guest. This could not have worked out any better. Yes. So thank you so much. Yay. Thank yeah. you. Uh, all right. Join us next week for our Goals as Fuck episode, where we will kind of give a rundown of our 2017 and then also take some time to discuss what our showgirl goals for 2018 are. So tune in. We're excited to share. Please send us an email at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com if you want to share your 2018 goals with us or anything that you're super proud of that you did in 2017 as a showgirl. We love to share our platform with you and highlight you and all of your your burly goodness so send us emails interact with us we love hearing from our dinner guests also (laughs) you guys please make sure that you go on over and check out our respective youtube channels i will be adding those to the show notes so please check the show notes out and go on over and check out our youtube channels to see some of our performances thank you to all of our dinner guests for joining us this evening and dining and dishing with us. We really, really appreciate all of your support and all of your love. Uh, So we look forward to sharing uh, our meal with you next week. And we love you. Bye. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtag, hashtag Soaker Sunday Dinner, or hashtag SGSD, so you can follow all the social media conversations happening in between us. Visit our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com, for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. 
You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on bitter and limestone alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, early business. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our special events. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirlsundaydinner will drop every Sunday You are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you.